hey photographer, welcome to the Bookmark Clients Photography Podcast. Do you want to learn how to market your business and have consistent bookings? Do you search for how to get your name out there and attract quality clients? Do you feel lonely and frustrated when you scroll through social media and comparison takes over again? Hey, I'm Brooke Jefferson. I too was trying to build my photography business while working a full-time job and trying to be an intentional wife and mama of two. I wanted to feel confident in my work, have a fully booked calendar, and grow my photography business from part-time to full-time so I could leave my teaching job and have more freedom with my family. But I believed that I wasn't good enough and couldn't do it in the mama cracks of my day, which kept me stuck for far too long. I finally decided to take matters into my own hands by getting out of my own way, investing in mentors, and not being afraid to fail forward. You don't have to stay stuck trying to figure it all out. I teach you how to build a profitable photography business through business tips, marketing strategies, and mindset tools. Charge your camera batteries and grab your coffee. It's time to ditch the excuses and book more clients. Welcome back to another episode of the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. I am super excited to talk with one of my favorite humans today, and that is Marina Anaya. So Marina, will you introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about you, where you're at, and what you photograph? Yeah, so my name is Marina. I am a family photographer based in Texas, and yeah, boy mama wife, faith-led, you know, all the things, crunchy mama. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You in a nutshell, you in a nutshell. I love, I will personally say this. I was listening to your podcast before this and my favorite thing about you has always been that you are just so relatable and you're just like, (laughs) You're go with the flow and you stay true to like you and your roots and your family. And it's one of my favorite things. And I hope that as we talk about your journey today to get from where you were to where you are now that we get to see bits and pieces of that. But yeah. Okay. So there's so much to say. We could probably record a whole three hour episode, but we're not going to do that today. Um, (laughs) But I do want you to take us back to the beginning of when your photography kind of became a thing for you? When when did you realize, okay, I actually have a photography business or this is something that I want to pursue. Take us back. When was it? And paint that picture from the very beginning. So, I mean, I've always been the artsy kid growing up, like, you know, doodling on everything that I could get my hands on and doing musical theater, any kind of theater, putting on little plays at home, all of that. And because I was homeschooled, we were able to have a lot of different opportunities for a lot of different things, which was really fun. And we got to do a lot of things that I honestly don't feel like I would have been able to do had I gone to public school, just because there were a lot of unique opportunities that we were able to participate in, me and my siblings. And part of that was, I mean, my dad's always been an entrepreneur (laughs) and he would talk to us a lot about that. You know, he wanted us to know that there was more than just the one option of just go to college, get a job. And, you know, because he followed that and 
he wasn't the happiest. (laughs) And so then he transitioned and was able to retire early from his teaching job, kind of like you. And that was because he had, you know, invested in real estate and done more of the entrepreneur side of things. And so he, from the get go, let us know during like our schooling years and everything, because he was involved in that, that we could also be entrepreneurs if that was something that we wanted to pursue. So the option was always there. And when I was starting to look into, you know, am I going to go to college? If I do, what degree am I going to get? Like, you know, or do I not want to go to college? What am I going to do? Photography was already a thing. Like I was already starting to experiment with my camera and my dad and I had actually bought a, it was a used DSLR, but it was, you know, super exciting at that point because it was a fancy camera. And at that point I knew that I wanted this to be a part of my life. I had no idea how big of a part of my life it was going to be at that point. But I knew that it was something that I really loved. And it really just took one of my friend's dad's senior year in high school, basically telling me that I could not be successful without a college degree to make up my mind that I was not going to go to college and I was going to prove him wrong, (laughs) which sounds petty and silly, but here we are. (laughs) So yeah, it was just, it was having the option open, I think helped a lot and realizing little by little as I got more practice and things like that with photography friends and family would ask me to do different events or family photos or things like that and they would offer to pay me I mean not a lot of money or anything but that kind of got the ball rolling in my head of oh wait I can probably actually make this work you know so yeah that's kind of how it started in my head, you know, obviously, first, it was a mentality shift. And like knowing that that could be an option that I could build my own business, I didn't have to follow the normal route, the, you know, graduate from high school, go to college, get a degree, then figure out what you're going to do. It was right off, right out of high school, realizing that I wanted to build my own business. And yeah, from there, it kind of started I mean, it was little by little, just kind of trying to figure it out, Googling things, just, you know, making mistakes and learning from those. And then when we were about to get married, my husband was like, okay, like, I I think at that point I was working at Starbucks, not very many hours or anything like that, because I told myself, well, I'm a photographer. And, you know, it wasn't really... It was a business, but like it wasn't a business, you know, like, (laughs) and my husband at that point, Beyonce was like, Hey, I mean, this in the most loving way, but you don't have a business. You have a hobby. (laughs) And if we're going to get married and he was still in college, he studied accounting and you know, he's the numbers brain in the relationship. And he was like, look, like, if we're going to get married and I'm still finishing college, you're going to have to get a job because I love that you want to do your photography business and all super supportive of that. But you either have to go full force and make this work so that we can actually pay our bills and we don't end up living with our parents or you're going to have to find another job. And that was kind of the wake up call that I needed at that point to really go all in and really make this work because at that point it was just kind of it was it was more of a hobby 
an expensive hobby than a real business. And um, yeah, I just from there is when I really decided, okay, like, um, I'm actually going to do this. And this is actually going to be my full time, you know, I'm all in. Do you have a dream of taking your photography business full time? Maybe you haven't ever said it out loud, but you can't wait for the day when you can ditch your nine to five or show your husband just how much your photography business is bringing in. You want your work to fit into your life, not your life to be overrun by your business. If only you could be in charge of your calendar and control how you spend your time. Going full-time in your photography business can absolutely be a reality. You just need some direction and guidance to make it happen. Join me for a free masterclass on Thursday, November 17th, 2022. I'm going to share with you five steps to go full-time in your photography business in 2023. Save your seat, head to brookjefferson.com slash masterclass. So what I think is so cool and honestly in honor that not a lot of people get is having your dad give you guys the option that there's not one way to go after high school because I'm going to tell you that's rare. That is so rare. I hope now as we as our generation raises children that we let that be an option. And there's been a lot of conversations that I've had with my six and nine year old about, hey, when you're in high school. I'm going to teach you how to have a business. You don't have to go work a part-time job. I'm going to teach you how to build a business. And then you get to decide whether you want to go to college and continue your business, or if you want to go to college and not have it, or if you don't want to go to college and then pursue your own business. So I had to point that out because I'm willing to bet the majority of people that hear that are like, man, I wish I had a parent that would have painted that picture. Because for me, I didn't get that option. In fact, when I look at my family for as far back as I can think, I don't think there's one person that owns their own business in my family. Everybody either went to college or had babies right out of high school and became stay-at-home moms. And that's pretty much the extent of that. And so I just, we just have to honor your dad for a minute because I just, uh, I love that so much. And I think that for a lot of us, the reason we have a hard time wrapping our heads around, oh, I can actually take this thing into a full-time, like a full-fledged serious business that brings in an income that a job would, I think we struggle with that so much because we've never been given the opportunity to even consider it. And so we have to sit here because... I do think that there are photographers listening that no one's ever painted that option for them. They hear about it. They see the blueprint. They see all of us talking about, yeah, we're full time. But I don't think anyone ever said, hey, you have full permission if you want to, to make this your full time thing. So here's your permission. If you want it, you get it from both of us. Like it's an option and it is. It's a viable, sustainable option, but you have to choose it. And I love that part of your story where you're talking about the opportunity was presented, but it wasn't enough, right? Like you had to have somebody say, listen, you either need to go get a job and enjoy the hobby on the side, or you need to commit to it and literally give it your all and see if you can make it work. That's it. Like that was kind of your choice. And we obviously know which one you chose. So let's talk about that next step. So 
he presents this wake up call in a loving way, as you say, which I'm sure somewhere in there, there was a little bit of a what? But either way, (laughs) you took it, you ran with it, and you committed to it. What did that look like? And then, yeah, what does it look like to commit to your business and go all in? I was not very happy about (laughs) the way that he presented that. But I, you know, I was appreciative of the fact that he was honest about it, you know, especially before getting married. Like usually you wait until after being married to have those (laughs) tough conversations. So, but yeah, that was really helpful. And I think the first thing that I knew how to do, and I had my husband, now husband's help throughout all of it. He's always been so supportive. And he, one of the first things that we did was figure out social media. Like I had, that's all I really had. I had my website and I had my Instagram account. (laughs) Instagram, like, five years ago, seven years ago was very, very, very different than it is now. But it was still one of those avenues where you could market your business for free. It didn't take that much work, you know. So Aaron has run a lot or helped run a lot of different businesses over the years. He kind of has that same entrepreneurial spirit and everything. And so I had a lot of his help initially trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do And how am I practically going to actually go fully in, you know, so it was getting set up legally, figuring out social media, like, how am I going to market myself, I had not really learned a whole lot about sales at that point. He has a background in sales that is insane, like he made top in different companies and you know, like all the things. So I had a lot of his help and like a lot of guidance from him, which was super helpful. And really, yes, that was nice. And that was helpful. But the biggest part of it was just me not wanting to fail and having that. But like, there was nothing else to fall back on. Because so I had been working at Starbucks, It wasn't the greatest money or anything, but it was kind of the plan. We get married. I keep working at Starbucks until my photography business takes off and we're good, right? Well, (laughs) even though I had talked to my manager and he had promised that my job would be back or would still be here after taking time off for our honeymoon, it wasn't (laughs) when I came back. And I, I just wasn't on the schedule and he never put me back. And, you know, it was kind of that there was nothing to fall back on. There was no option. There was no plan B or, you know, like it was just, okay, now I actually have to make this work. And I think that was really helpful because I see a lot of people that are, you know, they are doing this photography business. They're wondering, okay, how much longer until I can actually quit my job? And for me, honestly, I tell them like, just quit. Like, honestly, just do it because as soon as you do and you don't have anything else to fall back on, you're going to have so much more motivation to make this work, which I don't know if it's the greatest advice, but it worked for me. So (laughs) I think it's definitely there's different factors that go into it. Yeah. Yeah. I hear what you're saying and it's so timely. And I know we're recording this in October. They're going to hear it later on, but What I find interesting about this is it's so timely talking about the full-time factor because I have created this new free resource about going full-time and I talk about that. 
And one of the things that I say, and I'm just going to keep highlighting this is your job is not your safety net. You can lose it tomorrow. And also it's like, there's no right time to leave your job now. There's a smart way, sure. But here's the thing. It's not like you were like, all right, nah, never mind, Aaron. I'm not going to go back to Starbucks. Like you tried, but it wasn't mm-hmm. there. I do think that that was, I think that was a, a divine opportunity for you and probably something you didn't need to go back to. And then for my practical, logical people, myself, really, what year <laughs> are we in talking about this? Like what year is it of your story when you got married? So from the beginning, like if we're talking from when I first started photography and like expanding my photography knowledge, this is about year five because it was kind of just a hobby for, you know, the majority of the time, like initially. Yeah. So what was like 2000, what? 2015, 16, I think. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So Now you're like, there's nothing to fall on. Got to make this happen. What are some of the practical things that you did? Nothing in depth, but just like an overview. Like here's here's how I like just got down, put my head down and got to work and got the bookings that I needed. Were you successful or did you have a hard time getting it up and going to get to bring in the money that you needed that you were used to from Starbucks? It was hard. <laughs> it was it was hard. But I think the biggest thing that the first thing that I really did was really just pray and dedicate my business to the Lord. Basically, just like Lord, like I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. There is no way that I can do this by myself. And I need help. And I need you to bring the clients that you want me to work with. Because otherwise, like, there's just no way. And so that was the biggest part of it that I think, I mean, when you honor the Lord in any decision that you make, I think he honors that decision back, you know, and he helps you and backs you and like provides for you. And that's been something really, really cool that we've been able to see throughout our marriage, especially is just how the Lord keeps providing for us through our businesses, through family members, through everything, you know. And I genuinely think that that was the biggest part of that was starting with just giving it back to him. You know, it's not my own efforts. It's not just whatever I think I know or I do, but it starts with that. And so that was a huge part of it. And then practically, I mean, learning social media, learning SEO, talking about it with other people. And I think that was the hardest part to figure out for myself because for the longest time, I didn't feel like I could call myself a photographer. I felt like I had to be at a certain level or at a certain point with a certain amount of clients to be able to say that I owned a photography business. When in reality, I was already a photographer. I had already owned a photography business for a while. I just had to tell people because if you don't tell people about your business, they're not going to know you have a business. And that is I mean, word of mouth is the biggest way to market yourself. And so I remember going to different like community groups for church or gatherings, networking events. And that was really hard for me. But it took just getting out of my comfort zone and getting uncomfortable and just saying it, even if it was just, I'm a photographer, (laughs) you know, like, uh. but it was just, I had to get used to saying it. And one of the other things that I did was 
join a networking group, which it definitely depends on the people in the room. But I personally, that was a good experience just for my personal development. I'm not necessarily saying that I recommend people like go into networking groups and stuff like that, but they can be helpful. And for me, it was just gaining the confidence to be able to talk to other people about my business. That was huge. And that was super helpful because otherwise I don't know where I would be. Like that really helped me be more comfortable talking about my business and who I serve and what I do and why anyone should hire me in the first place and talking about that to other people because that was a really hard thing for me to do initially. Yeah. Okay. So lots of jumping outside your comfort zone. Let's just, Mm -hmm. I like that, that piece there. And I love that. So, okay. So speed us up to the time when somehow you found me and you found this blueprint program. Where were you at in your business? And I know I'm asking you to go back years, but like, where were you in your business? What were you looking to do or what kind of transformation were you hoping for before ultimately joining, right? Really out of curiosity, but I think it's important. And I love that we've spent so much time talking about what it looked like before this point, because it's just good to be transparent and say like, here's as far as I went with what I knew how to do before I truly invested in something. And I don't even know if the blueprint was the first thing that you invested in, but just at that season of your business, where were you at when trying to make this decision to join this program? So (laughs) this is going to sound bad, but I honestly don't remember how I found you. (laughs) That's not bad. Hey, whatever. (laughs) Except that like, I'm sure it was the Lord somehow like just kind of plopped you in front of me. I don't know. I don't remember. But I do remember. I mean, it was hard to have clients consistently. And at this point, I had been Googling everything that I could, YouTubing everything that I could. I hadn't invested in any kind of education at this point. And I had just had our first son, which I mean, we only have one son, but like I had just become a first time mom. And it was 2020, you know, well, it was actually, I invested in the blueprint program before everything hit, but there was just a lot of change and my son had just been born and there was just a lot of stuff that was like, okay, like it felt like I was kind of stuck and like, yeah, I was still getting business. I was still getting clients, all of that, but it wasn't consistent, like I said. And so somehow I found you and Reading through all the different topics that the Blueprint program touches on, it was just like, yes, 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 I need that. I need that. Like, that's all stuff that I have not been able to find through Google. And I, more than anything, because yeah, maybe I could have found it on Google eventually, but it was more just wanting to have somebody, like a real live person, telling me how I could make sure that this was a sustainable photography business, not just something that I was figuring out as I went and like kind of BSing it, you know, like I I wasn't, I needed more guidance than just Googling things and doing things on my own. Up to this point, I was just self-taught for everything. Mm -hmm. And it really felt like I was at a point where I could just stay stuck there or I could find somebody else 
to hold my hand and help me over that to the next level, to the next step. At that point, I didn't even really know how much I was making through my photography business. I had no idea. I knew that we were paying our bills, but that was it, you know, like we were kind of paying our bills, but it wasn't like, oh yeah, like I'm making this much a year and these are my goals. Like not really. I had a goal for like amount of clients per year, but it wasn't the kind of sessions that I love to do. I was doing everything and anything just to make money. And I was really burnt out at the end of the day. So finding the blueprint program and like seeing all the things is like, okay, like I actually have to do this. And I usually for financial decisions, especially anything over like a certain amount, it's like, Hey, like, let's talk about this. And (laughs) for this specific financial decision, I kind of told my husband that I was going to do it. And he just kind of had to be okay with it. (laughs) Again, love him. And like, he's always been super supportive. But I think he also realized that it was that crossroads where I needed a little bit extra help, more personalized help, I guess, than just Googling things and trying to figure it out on my own. So yeah, that's how I made that decision, I guess. Yes. So good. So I love that you brought up the crossroads because I feel like 90% of the students that are in there hit that crossroads. And it is either like you're looking at the crossroads. So it's, I can stay here and just keep trying to piece things together, listen to all the free stuff, search YouTube, search Google, or I can get the help that I need, the more personalized help, and really further my business. So, okay, so we know that you made the decision. I'm sure you were nervous. I'm sure your husband was hesitant. I actually know he was because you told me, but we've now changed his mind. He's now a believer. So what has happened since joining the Blueprint? And I mean, we're talking two and a half, two-ish years, I guess. I guess we'll call it two. We'll call it two. Two years now that you have gone through it, been a student because it's lifetime access. You've gotten the updates. You're in the community. How has life changed? How has photography changed for you? So I, I feel like I'm a lot happier now in my business and just in general, which is weird because you would think that my first response is like well I'm actually making money now or you know I don't know but knowing my limits and knowing what I am actually good at and being able to get permission from someone to say you can just focus on that was mind-blowing to me just finding that niche which I know is controversial right now with (laughs) the photography community but it actually made a difference for me. And knowing that I could actually make a living off of this to the point where I can get my husband to retire if he just doesn't like his job anymore. Like that was huge because I had seen people on social media talking about it, but it was like, well, like, I don't know, you know, and like, yeah, that's just them. It's because they've been in business for so many years or, you know, whatever. But yeah, like, I, it's just, it was so freeing, realizing that it wasn't that far off, that there were not that many steps or that many super complicated things that I had to do to get to that point where, like, now I'm able to pay all of our bills. And that's with a mortgage with two mortgages, you know, like, it's crazy, because my business 
is actually a business now, like to the point where the money is actually there too, instead of just, you know, the usual small business struggles of like your expenses are way higher than your profit. Like it's not like that anymore. I actually know how much I make per month. I actually know what milestones and goals I'm hitting. And I know what's going on in my business because I've set it up that way. And, you know, it's just, it's so much more clear where we're going, what's going on, where the money is going. Before it, like I said, like I had no idea what I was bringing in. I didn't really keep track or, you know, do anything. I knew that I was making money, but it was like, I don't know, like, you know, just trying to figure it out. So I'm a lot happier. I'm a lot more confident in the way that I run my business and in what I offer. And I definitely feel like my clients can tell and they are happier as well. They are so much more confident in what they are receiving. And I'm able to serve them a lot better because they're not just a number. They're actually someone that I am serving, that I am helping, that I am helping them capture these memories and these moments instead of just, I'm trying to make money, you know? So it's just, yeah, it's, I could go on and on and like, there's been a lot of change in my business. And like I said, like, it's at a point where I'm like, okay, like, now what? Like, I can do so much more now because it's taking up less of my time too, you know? So it's not just freeing in the sense of being able to just do the sessions that I want to do, still making money. But it's also like, okay, like now I have all this extra time. And that was even within a pandemic, within becoming a first time mom, like that's huge. The fact that I was able to actually scale my business and grow my business while becoming a first time mom during 2020 and the pandemic, if that doesn't convince you to invest in the blueprint program, I don't know what will. You know, (laughs) you've you've painted such a dream transformation for so many. And like, to me, when I look at you in your element, I feel like you're thriving. And I know you don't always feel that way. That's totally fine. But you really are like you show up now. And I said at the at the beginning of our conversation, like you show up relatable, you show up real and raw. And that's why clients love you. And I think it's because When you find confidence in yourself and in your services and in what you love to do and in freeing up your time, you get to show up and it's it's freedom. It is. And I think for a lot of us, when we are trying to invest in something that costs money, we want to come into it practically. And all we think about in that moment is financial, right? It's like the practical stuff. I don't have any time for this. I don't want to spend money on this. I really shouldn't, blah, 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 right? But really, there's so much transformation that happens to where I truly feel like just based off of y'all's feedback and your story and the things that I see, really the results that you guys get is priceless. Like I I couldn't even put a price on a lot of the things that people walk away with. And I just, I love that you kind of painted this whole picture of all the different areas of kind of what's come since then. And it wasn't all just the blueprint, but it was, it was your roadmap. It was you following the roadmap, 
you choosing to implement that. And then that caused you to also be able to turn around and do other mentorships and seek out other things and stuff. And I, and I love that. So that was amazing. But I also want to put a spotlight on you and say, you know, you asked the famous question, now what? And we've answered some of that for you and stepped into this next season. And you and I both had, this year has just been, it has been something. It has been a come to Jesus meeting all year long for a lot of us. And I know we have spent a lot of 2022 really seeking out that clarity of what is next. Do you want us to surrender our photography businesses or do you want us to keep them and add something else? And so I think it's cool that we both got our answer, but tell us for just just a little bit, what else did you answer for your what's next? I know it's not completely answered, but like, what are some of the things that you've done that go beyond just taking photos for your clients? So I've gotten now to the point where, like I said, like there's much more freedom in just the time that I'm able to do more. And with that, I've been able to start a podcast, which I never would have thought <laughs> I would do. Like, seriously, who who grows up thinking one day I'm going to be a podcaster? Like, I don't think that's, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there, but like, it was never a thing for me. And it's crazy being at this point now because when I first started photography, one of the things that really bugged me was that there was not a lot of, I mean, now there's a lot of educators and mentors and things like that. But 10 years ago, when I actually started like learning photography and like doing all the things, like there was not a lot of educators and mentors and people that were like, yeah, I'll teach you. Like, no, it was cutthroat. It was everybody's competition. You don't talk to other photographers because they're going to take your business, you know? And so now it's really cool seeing a lot more of the, you know, the community over competition. But from the beginning, because that was my experience, I knew that I wanted to help other photographers. When I got to a point where I could, where it was like, okay, like I know what I'm doing. I wanted to be that person that I needed when I first started that I couldn't find. And so the podcast is kind of that, like I'm able to talk to photographers in any stage really where, you know, they need someone that can talk to those struggles. And especially now, like being a mom and also running your own business, it's hard. And it's cool being able to be there for other moms that are also business owners that are trying to figure out their photography businesses and make it a sustainable business and give them encouragement. They're like, Hey, you can do this. You know, yes, it takes hard work. It's not all rainbows and butterflies and sunshine all the time, but you can do it, you know? And so that's kind of what the podcast is. And it's just kind of, I see it as like the beginning of a whole different season a whole new season and a lot of it I'm still praying on and still trying to figure out with the Lord but I'm also very excited for what I know is coming up within that because like yes it's another business opportunity essentially it's an extension of my business but I love that I'm able to do this and help other photographers as well it's it's just kind of sharing the knowledge and sharing that journey to hopefully help inspire other photographers that like you were saying at the beginning, like a lot of people may not 
have grown up with that mindset of like, you can go a different path. You don't have to just do college nine to five, die, you know, like, so that's kind of the now what, you know, and it's a lot of praying, a lot of doing things that are scary. <laughs> like I literally, I posted yesterday on my stories in the, in the name of being raw and real. Anytime I'm recording a podcast episode or recording anything really, I get really sweaty. Like I'm sweating right now. I'm not a sweaty person. Like I live in Texas. It gets to like 105 degrees. I'm not as sweaty when I'm outside and it's 105 degrees as I am when I'm recording something. So it's still doing a lot of things that are outside of my comfort zone that are scary, but it's things that I know that the Lord is calling me to do to be able to help other people as well. So it's exciting. It's scary, (laughs) but yeah, I'm excited to see what comes next because it's, I think it's going to be really good. Oh, it's going to be so good. I love your heart. Your heart is a lot like mine. We just have that natural. We just want to serve others. We want to be the one that has our hands out and not crossed over our chest like a lot of people unfortunately are in the industry. And I'm so excited for you. Yeah, I, I just so many things. Gold star to you just for taking a program and making it your own, implementing what you needed, but also letting God guide you through the whole thing and giving the glory back to him. And then also stepping out in faith because, you know, next level is always scary. So the person that's going all the way back to beginner photographer Marina, who's like, okay, I'm at my crossroads. Your next level is going to require you probably, you're probably going to have to do something scared, okay? You can be smart about what it is and what you're stepping into. And if that's an investment, that's amazing. If it's joining the blueprint, that's amazing. You're going to feel scared. And I think we need to get used to feeling that way because it's required. And I think that's why 2022 has been really uncomfortable for me is because I'm like, "Mm -mm, I don't want to do that. No, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good right here in my comfort zone. But next level success. It does. It requires a little bit of you being scared. I mean, it just does. So, okay. Tell us what your podcast is called, where people can find it. And then of course, tell them how they can connect with you on Instagram, because I am sure you're going to have a flood of DMs after this conversation. (laughs) Oh, and I, I really hope so. I, like I said, like, I love helping others and serving others. And yeah, if anyone has questions, I don't mind answering them on Instagram, but yeah, so the podcast is called Called to Stand Out, and it's on any streaming platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, all the things. And on Instagram, they can find me at Marina Anaya Photography, and I'm basically there all the time. So, you know, talking about how sweaty I get and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we yes. <laughs> can talk there. <laughs> I love it. Okay, amazing. All right. Thank you so much for talking with me. This has been so fun. It's always fun with you. And I'm so excited to get this in the earbuds of so many mamas and photographers because I really, really think that this is going to be the timely message that they're waiting on, especially if they're sitting at that crossroads like we've all been. And go check out her podcast. Please, please, please go listen to her podcast, Call to Stand Out. Thanks, Marina. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. If you're loving the content, can you take just two minutes and do me the biggest favor? 
Share your love for the show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share the show to your social media. I'm on a mission to transform our photography industry and the best way to reach others is to share the show. I'll catch you on the next episode.